Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to A Few Minutes with Few. Maddie and I are here and ready to jump into another hot topic that is and has been on our minds and we want to just kind of have a discussion about it and I think that uh, ladies and gentlemen will be able to really get some good advice out of this episode, hopefully. Maddie and I are going to be sharing a little bit about, just kind of from a girl's perspective, what we do when guys are not leading, kind of looking at, is that our fault? Is it their fault? What happened to good men? Where are they? Where can we find them? Because it If kind anyone of, has an answer to that question, please let us put it in the comments. It kind <laughs> of feels like they have like disappeared from the face of the earth, and it just seems like there are very few of us. Obviously, there is. But... Let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about who's to blame, how did we get here, and just what we've been seeing as far as men go and what us ladies can do about them leading, how we can encourage them to lead, and all that good stuff. But before we do, let's get into a couple announcements because we have some other stuff that you guys uh, probably will want to look into after this episode. Okay, first of all, we have obviously been doing our blog posts every Thursday. This past week, the blog post was called A Scandal. Definitely a really good blog post. Lily wrote the blog post for this week, so we encourage you to go and check that out. As usual, our blog will be linked in the description of this episode and any other podcast episode that you may listen to. And then, obviously, Parlor. We've been doing a lot of stuff on Parlor, lots of extra posts and stuff. So if you haven't checked us out over there yet, we are the few.blog and we would love to see you over there. And then also some very exciting news. We are so close to 3,000 downloads on the podcast. Super duper exciting. I feel like we just hit 1,000 and we were doing Daily Dragons and then we hit 2,000 and we were announcing Rumble and now we're already to 3,000. We are hoping to do some very special stuff for 3,000 downloads, so be sure to keep a lookout for that kind of thing. But thank you all for continuing to download all our podcast episodes. Definitely a really, really great help to us, and we appreciate it a lot. Okay, so I feel like we're just going to get right into everything today. I feel like as a godly woman, mm -hmm. it is so extremely hard to find a godly guy. Mm -hmm. And me and Lily have obviously had many conversations about this uh, in our Bible study group, just together with some of our mentors. And obviously, I'm not like husband hunting or anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't really need a husband right now. Lily, on the other hand, oh my goodness. is I'm 17 <laughs> and, you know, she, we're trying to get her married. Oh my goodness. And I'm just kidding. But uh, Maddie will probably I mean, be married before I mean, she's I single people. So <laughs> uh, anyway. Sorry, we're not here to talk about our relationship status. <laughs> Although I guess we kind of are. I mean, that's we're kind single. of. All right, this, moving on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, 
we just wanted to talk about how we have noticed a major decline really just in gentlemen not even with men who are like sold out to the Mm -hmm. lord which obviously every godly girl wants a guy like that yeah that's top priority for sure yeah but i think that just in our society it is looked down upon to be a gentleman and to Mm. be a godly guy and then as women we look down on them obviously we make up society and Mm -hmm. uh, even other men look down on other men and say like oh you're weak when you feel like you've got to help women or Mm -hmm. you feel like you know just all that different stuff but we just kind of wanted to talk about how men and women have really gotten their roles messed up uh, in terms of biblical teaching and how the Lord told us we're supposed to live. And one thing that me and Lily have noticed is that this feminist movement is like detrimental to our society in Mm -hmm. terms of making godly men and godly women. And so with this feminist movement, I know that lots of us have bought into it and we've said like oh yeah that's great we do want to empower women we want women to feel like they're important but really the feminist movement stands for women taking the place of men and being stronger than men or as strong as men and taking men's jobs and you know just all that different stuff and honestly it's been going on for quite a while but I feel like just recently it has gotten a lot worse And so, we are kind of telling men, like, oh, you're supposed to be weaker than I am. You should be doing my job so that I can have your job or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is just detrimental to our society, like I just said. Because in the Bible, what the Lord teaches us is that men are supposed to be those strong leaders who lead women. And so, women are supposed to be that uh, motherly spirit they're supposed to be caring and nurturing Mm -hmm. and i think that we have just tried so hard to take over the role that the lord has given to men and then we're kind of forcing them to take over our role that the lord has given to us women and so me and lily just really wanted to talk about that today how can women take a step back so that men can take a step forward and lead and be strong and do what they're supposed to do and we have some like examples from our everyday lives where we've seen men not stepping up and helping mm-hmm. women, not stepping up and being that strong leader that they're supposed to be. So, Lily, I guess you can go into the example and just kind of talk about what we've seen in our lives. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I have really struggled with, I guess, is how do I take a step back when I don't see any guys wanting to take a step forward, you know, mm-hmm. like how do I step back? And because that's kind of my personality, like not, I'm not saying that I want to be a man. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But what I'm saying is it's my personality to just go for stuff, to be the leader and whatever it is, if there needs a leader, like I can step up and do that. That's just how I feel, you know? And it's not because I want attention or any of that. I just, to be quite honest, I can't, like, function very well when somebody is not, like, a designated leader and they're actually leading. Mm -hmm. And so I don't feel like I can follow well if somebody isn't a strong biblical leader. And that's what, and we've talked about that with girls groups and 
you know, friend groups and different stuff like that, if somebody is not leading and they're not doing it in a biblical way, it's just my tendency to be like, I can't follow you. You know, I can't allow other people to fall under you as well because you're not doing it spiritually. You're not building people up. You're not being the leader that God has called you to be. And especially with guys. And I look around and I'm like, okay, I even look around at our Bible study girls. And as I count each one, I'm like, okay, are there really, you know, eight, nine godly guys out (laughs) in the world anywhere that we can marry? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, there. Is there really even We're trying that to many? marry off the people in our um, Bible study? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What it just like. This is why we have husband. Bible studies so that we can, you know, oh my help them with marriage and oh, stuff. No, 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 Not guys. really. I'm just kidding. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I look around and I'm like, I just don't see it. I don't see it in culture, in the church. Um, and me and Maddie have been to a lot of churches. Our family has traveled and done this stuff. And I'm like, where are the godly guys mm-hmm. that are supposed to be leading uh, this next generation, they're supposed to be leading now even, you know, and I just don't, I know that they're out there, okay, like, I truly believe that they are out there, um, and I want to share something that a mentor told Maddie and I once, I actually put this in a blog post because I didn't want to forget it, I usually try to write down profound thoughts, um, and blog posts and stuff so that I have it somewhere, but one of our mentors said to us as we were talking about marriage and finding a guy that loves Jesus, that loves um, serving him, that it's just all about Jesus and that kind of thing. He said, and I quote, okay, this is like I'm reading from the blog post that I wrote. It will be hard to find a guy who loves Jesus and serving him more than you do. It will be hard to find a guy who is already serious about Jesus on his own and has the same or more experience in ministry than you. But when it happens, you won't ever question if he's the one God has for you. And I think that this is really powerful because it gives me hope that, because he says when it happens. He didn't say if it happens. He didn't say any of that. Now, obviously, we know like some people are called to singleness. Some people are called to God on the mission field and they're doing ministry and they don't need um, to be occupied with a marriage and kids and all that stuff. You know, God has different callings for all of us. But I think for the most part, for the majority of people, right, God has intended the gift of marriage to be used mm-hmm. and, um, and to, to be give exercised. a representation of what the church should look like. Right. And so I think that obviously that's always there. And I have that hope for godly women. Like if you're walking it out, I think that us girls can kind of get this mixed up sometimes and guys too, um, because I'm sure there's guys out there going, where are the godly girls at? Like, I could, trust me, I know there aren't many out there. Um, <laughs> but you hear what I'm saying. Like there are just times where we think like the Lord is keeping this gift from me. Like he is, he is um, making me wait, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't, think that the Lord keeps us waiting if there is not a greater purpose, if there's not something to be learned, if there's not something to be experienced in that time that you're waiting. He's never going to just make you wait and there be no purpose in it and that it's just going to waste your time. God will not waste your time, okay? I want you all to hear that today, especially my single folks out there listening to this, guys or girls. God does not waste your time. And so do not look at this, and I know that this is cheesy and everybody says it, but do not look at your single years as something that is um, being wasted, 
as mm-hmm. this time is just wasted until I get married. I can't start life until I get married, until I have kids, until I have a house, until whatever it may be that you're like waiting on. God intends this time for us as single people who are waiting on our future spouse. He intends us to serve. That is his purpose. And that is what I see. If he is making us wait, then our duty is to serve. And we get that so mixed up though, because we think, oh, well, I'm just serving, serving, serving. God is wasting my time. Please don't look at it that way because you will certainly waste it if you do look at it that way. So Maddie kind of talked about some of our personal experiences, though. I don't want to keep rambling on with that. I just want you guys to see the greater picture in this that, one, girls, there are godly guys out there. Guys, there are godly women out there who want to live with greater intentionality. They want to be better. They want to serve Jesus. And they want to focus on eternity with somebody who is like-minded. Well, even just to add to that point, I think that so many of us miss that season of waiting. Mm. And I know that a lot of people say this too, but like Lily just said, the Lord uses that for something extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. Like me and Lily are using our time to speak to other teen girls Mm -hmm. about this stuff and to make them aware that there are godly guys out there and you just have to be patient. You have to Mm -hmm. wait on the Lord's timing. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially as teenage girls, but I guess guys do it too because, you know, these girls are getting boyfriends. But there are so many girls my age who are getting boyfriend after boyfriend after Mm -hmm. boyfriend and then they're breaking up and, you know, then you have like eight broken hearts in a year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my good golly, just chill. (laughs) And so I think that so many people miss that and it's easy to miss because you think that, oh, Especially our society is telling Mm -hmm. us that as 15-year-old girls, we're supposed to have a boyfriend already, which definitely is not. And there is so much pressure around it. Like, friends are telling us, like, why don't you have a boyfriend? You know, you need to rush into this. And it's all you talk about if you don't. Like, that's another thing that society is telling us. Like, if you don't have a boyfriend, then you need to be talking about all Mm -hmm. the boys that you would want to be your boyfriend. You need to have a crush. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Back to, I mean, that is a personal experience, but back to the one specific experience that me and Lily, well, there's been multiple experiences (laughs) like this, but there was this one time a couple years ago. Well, I'm not even sure. Was it a couple years ago? Because Lily was pretty young. I'm not sure why I'm telling this story, but you know, whatever. Whatever she's doing. I'm going with the flow. (laughs) There was this boy who- Obviously. (laughs) Yes, obviously a boy who- I guess was really into Lily and liked her. Um, and it was the day that they met. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I mean, Lily definitely wasn't interested. At all. Like, at not all. even a little bit. And so how old would you have been? Like, 15? 15, yeah. 16? 15. So obviously very young. And, like, our parents were never going to let us date when we're mm-hmm. 15 or anything. I mean... Lots of people think that's weird, too. We don't have, like, a specific age for when we're going to start dating or anything. I think that we're just going to know when the Lord places someone in your life that you Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, just when you're ready for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And obviously, at 15 years old, you're not ready for marriage. So, Lily was not interested at all or anything, but this boy asked for her number. After talking to me for, like, two hours. Yeah. And... 
I tried to save her a couple times, but yeah, it was, right. like, impossible. Good grief. <laughs> he was persistent. Yeah. And so, he asked for her number and just, like, slid his phone across the table. Mm-hmm. Which also... Guys. When did that become a thing? I it's don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Anyway. Another rant for another time. Yeah, but... Yeah. And Lily said... <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Lily goes, well, you can have my dad's if you want. <laughs> Why did I say that? Girls, don't say that. I mean, stick with your Although standards, but don't say that. we've come up with something I know, to we have say. To, yeah, I know. I've thought about that before. Like, I don't know what I would say. I would probably... now. That is a good back, answer, though. Like, go look at my dad. You don't want his number. Yeah, you don't want his number. Looking back, I probably would have just said, like, I don't know you well enough. Um, no thanks. That's like, true. I'm not interested. Trying to be more polite because I was just... <laughs> You can have my dad. To be honest, I was just in such shock at that moment that I'm like, whoa, 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 hold, you know, like, I thought he was just interested and kind of flirting, talking, whatever, and I'm like, okay, awkward, you know, but I didn't think anything was going to happen like that, you know, like, he would ask for my number. I wasn't prepared for that. So when he slides his phone across the table, I'm like, oh my goodness, no, 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 no. I am not interested in that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I came up with that answer all of a sudden. And it's hysterical looking back on yeah. it, but I should have said she it She wasn't better. laughing when that happened. <laughs> I know, I was not. And then I pulled Maddie aside in the restroom and we had a little chit-chat about like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that. Yeah, and I was like, you want me to go deck him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, didn't say that. Um, Well, yes, I actually yes, did, did, but I didn't deck him, I promise. No. But that's just... I think that that's a good example of people not taking advantage of that single season. And, like, he wasn't much older than you. No, no, no. Like, he was a year year older than you, probably. And so I think that, you know, that's just something that our society has told Mm. us is normal. Like, a guy asks for your number and you give it. And, you know. Like, at least somebody's Possibly you could, you Mm -hmm. know, date that dude for a while or whatever. Right. And most of us don't even have the intent of marriage or anything Mm -hmm. when that stuff happens. So he obviously wasn't walking in God's will either because he hadn't taken time to even, like, consider this. So, yeah, good example. Next example is that me and Lily were coming from this youth thing and we were going down. This has actually happened on multiple occasions, but this one in particular. Yeah. And it usually happens like this. So you can just take this as multiple different times. Yeah. Uh, We are walking down to this church service after a little youth thing that we do. And so there's like lots of different teenagers in there. And so we're walking down to this church service and we have to go through this little hallway and there's a door and stuff. And so Lily and I were coming right behind (laughs) a couple of teenage boys who were also in the youth thing. We were all leaving at once. And so we were just a couple feet behind them and they go through this door and then they just drop it Mm -hmm. like literally on us without a second thought. They glanced back, they saw us, and then they dropped the door. Ugh. So then, obviously, we open the door, and then Lily stands there and holds it, and I was just kind of standing beside her for moral support or whatever. <laughs> and then all these other teenage boys come behind us, because we're all coming from the same direction and everything. All these other teenage boys come behind us, 
going through the same door and everything, and they all just, one by one, pass through while me and Lily are standing there. Lily's holding the door open, waiting for all of these perfectly capable, strong teenage boys to walk through, because, you know, girls are supposed to do that. (sighs) And so, I mean, just one after one, they walk through, and did any of them say thank Mm -hmm. you? Maybe one one. particular time. I know that people probably think that we're being petty with Mm. this example, but it's the small things Mm -hmm. that we really want men to take charge of. Yeah. Like, we want you to hold the door for us. Because we want you to take charge of these little things. Right. And if they can't do things like that, then why the heck would I let them be my husband? You know? Like, why the heck would I allow or trust them to lead me in the way that Christ has for us in a marriage, especially when he won't even hold the door um, and be a gentleman in the small things and Mm -hmm. to show like, I am the leader because I want to be like Jesus to you. I want to treat you like he would the church because that's the point, especially for guys and guys, if you're listening, like this is what godly women now i'm not saying that all girls are like this okay some girls are going to be offended that you would offer to take the door from them because they think oh he thinks i'm weak or he thinks that i am not capable of this task or whatever very few i believe yeah and i think that the godly women who are worth knowing who are worth getting to know they are the ones that want you to take charge. They want you to initiate being the leader and showing that you are confident, uh, not cocky. Okay, that's something that I really, really yeah, don't like. Please don't be that. Um, but that you are confident in who God has made you to be. And that's one thing, like, if you have a relationship with Jesus, I believe that that takes care of every single thing, okay? Mm -hmm. People make, like, lists of, okay, here's what I want in a guy, here's what I want in a girl, in a future spouse, and that kind of thing. But really, for me, it all just boils down to, does he have this personal, strong relationship with the Lord? Because if he does, then I should see that he is just naturally going to hold the door for whoever it might be, whether Mm -hmm. it's other young ladies, other guys, like, I don't care. He is going to take that task and do it with willingness and with happiness. Um, He's going to do it joyfully, I guess I should say, because of his relationship with Jesus. He's going to be humble because he knows how Jesus was. And And he's just going to want to serve others. And this is why this kind of example is important. Girls, if you're listening, this is the kind of stuff that you should look for in a man, right. that humility and mm-hmm. that servanthood where they just can't help but try and serve in any way they can. Mm-hmm. And it can even be something as simple as holding the door for whoever may be coming through, right. like Lily said. But too often we settle for the boys who will just walk through the door mm-hmm. and who are only concerned about themselves, that mm-hmm. they can't even say thank you to the girl who's holding the door for them. Right. And so, and a lot of girls, to put that back on girls as well, they're totally happy with that. And that makes a disaster of a marriage. I'm just telling you guys, and I'm not married, but I have seen relationships that have been like that, not naming names, not picking on anybody in particular, um, but I've seen relationships I have viewed, I have been an onlooker on relationships like that, where the woman is in charge all the time, the guy has no say in anything, he's Mm -hmm. just kind of there to be her 
servant and uh, that's about it. And those are the marriages that don't last. And I think that so many godly women and why we don't think we're going to find a godly guy is because we're looking at relationships like that. And for guys, like, just think about how terrible that would be to Mm -hmm. look at a marriage relationship from somebody in your church, somebody at work, somebody at school, whatever it may be, and the woman is constantly in charge, constantly belittling her husband or whatever, why would he want to be in a marriage relationship when that's what he sees, when that's what's portrayed to him, and same for women. Like, And I think that that's why uh, godly singles are kind of losing hope, I guess, in... (laughs) guys or girls because they think if that's what marriage looks like and if that's what it's going to be like I do not want to spend my life doing that I do not want to be belittled or um you know whatever because that's not the way God made it and how sad that that's often uh the majority of couples that we see in church or that we know or whatever it may be we often see that that's the case And so, guys, I just want to encourage you, it's not supposed to look like that. Marriage is supposed to be this amazing gift from the Lord that we are just doing ministry, we're serving Jesus together, and my, like, this is going to be my whole focus and what I want my focus to be for relationships and stuff. Francis Chan, um, and this is in the same blog post that I wrote, he said, the only reason you should get married is if you can do more for eternity together than you can do on your own. That is what I want. That is the marriage. That's the relationship that I want to have is we are not focused on ourselves. We're not focused on just our relationship and what we can do, but that it's for eternity. And hey, I can do more for Jesus with you than I can on my own. And is there uh, attraction there? Is there love there? Absolutely. Because that's Jesus in the church. That's what we see in scripture and what he tells us marriage should be. We're not seeing that. And so I think that couples, like if you have the chance to influence a single person, a young single person in your life, show them what a godly marriage looks like. If you're a wife, like learn to be submissive in this way that the church is supposed to be to Christ where we just love him and it's this uh, natural outpouring of our hearts that we can't just like remain silent. We got to praise him. We have to worship him. We have to thank him for who he is to us because he's leading and out of our love for him. And guys, you got to be like Jesus. You got to lead. You got to show that you are strong, not in a way of like, you just have to do what I say because I'm the man. Because wives don't want that. We don't want to be submissive to that. But we long to be submissive and we were made to be submissive to a husband that would be like Jesus, who shows that he cares, that shows that he has the best intentions for us in our lives and wants to do it together. Yeah, we have a verse that we thought went really, really well with this. And I'm going to jump around a little bit, but it's Romans 15. And then I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. And then we're going to jump down to verse 5. So starting at verse 1, it says, Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good to build him up. 
And then I'm going to jump down to verse 5, which says, Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another according to Christ Jesus. I think that verse 5 is really, really great for what we're talking about because God designed marriage and relationships to be this harmony. You should Mm. be in perfect harmony with the person that you're with. And I think that we all need to, like Lily said, we're looking at these relationships that are not thriving, that are Mm -hmm. not flourishing, and they're not rooted in Jesus. Definitely not how the Lord designed marriage to look. So find someone after you've done research in scripture and have found out what the Lord says a godly marriage looks like and find someone who has that kind of marriage. And I mean, just follow their example because I know that it can be really, really discouraging to look at the relationships Mm -hmm. that we see a lot of times in our day and age that are discouraging. They look miserable, Mm -hmm. honestly. And So find someone like that and study what the Lord has to say about it. Because if you're just just following that marital example, you're just listening to what me and Lily are saying, that's not going to get you as far as the Lord can get you. And so I encourage you to look at scripture when it comes to these things and look at scripture when it comes to being single. Look at what the Lord says you should be doing with this time in your life and don't rush love don't rush relationships because then you'll end up like the teenage girls who have eight broken hearts in a year Mm -hmm. so i think that we're gonna wrap up in prayer i know that this is a little bit of a longer episode but we're doing pretty good so let's wrap up in prayer Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I just pray for each and every person who's listening to this. I pray that for those of us who are single, that we would truly be uh, praying about what to do with this time that we have, and that we would just be listening to you when it comes to marriage and when it comes to relationships. I pray that we would just be studying what your word has to tell us, and I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to be content with wherever we are in our lives right now. I pray that you would just help each and every one of us when it comes to this specific area that we've been talking about today. Pray that you would just give each and every one of us guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I want to challenge all y'all with this. A godly guy uh, told me this in a survey that I actually did for one of our Bible study nights to encourage our girls to live in a godly way, to live the way that uh, women are supposed to live according to scripture. And one of the godly guys told me that girls need to be confident, and this is for all singles, okay? I'm making this all singles because I think that it still applies. Be confident in who you are, what you believe as a follower of Jesus, and you will be attractive to anyone worth knowing. That has been something that has changed my view on trying to find somebody who wants to serve Jesus and love him together. And if you are doing it on your own and you're confident in who Jesus has made you and the role that he's given you as a guy or a girl, you will be attractive to anyone worth knowing. And I'm telling y'all, godly women are attracted to godly masculinity. And from the survey that I did, the same goes for guys. They are attracted to godly femininity. Because that's how God made it to be. Exactly. And it is only then 
uh, when we understand this, because if men and women both understood what masculinity and femininity looked like according to the way that God made it, then we would start to live for eternity together. It would be this full picture of the glory of God in our everyday lives. And I am confident that his character would be evident to us. And I pray that as singles, that we would do that, that we would be willing to see the beauty in each of the roles, that we wouldn't look at one or the other as toxic as our culture is now telling us, um, especially with masculinity, especially godly masculinity. You know, people are calling it toxic now, and women are trying to be men, and men are trying to be women. If we really just understand each role according to God's way of design, then it is only then that we see his character and his glory displayed. So walk in that this week, find out what he says about it, like Maddie said, and I'm telling you guys, it looks radically different than what we're seeing today in our culture. Thank you guys for listening. Hope that encouraged you guys and let us know if you have any questions. As always, our email and blog and all the stuff to contact us is in the description of this episode and every episode that we record and we would love to hear from you. Bye guys.